Antonia. Welcome to Expat Hoops. Today we talk with DeAndre Abram, who played for George Mason and the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee before starting his pro career in 2020. Before we talk to DeAndre, I want to remind you to be interactive with us at Expat Hoops. We're active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also show your support for content like this by hitting the like button, subscribing to the channel, or commenting below the video on our YouTube page. We also have a Patreon page, which you can find the button for that up in the corner of our YouTube page. Now, if you'll join Tony and I in welcoming DeAndre to Expat Hoops. Welcome to the show, DeAndre. Appreciate you for having me. Appreciate you, guys. So like to start out um you're coming out of high school uh in texas um mm-hmm. going through different offers things like that was george mason and the decision to go there the first time that you were away from home for an extended period of time uh it actually wasn't my first option uh i had a couple uh offers that you know i had but that just didn't seem right uh so i i visited mason my first time i fell in love with Literally the atmosphere. Uh, I think I went to Joe's and Shack. It's, it's a it's a it's a nice restaurant down there. So I'm in love with that. Uh, also, just the court. Um, I think my role coming into Mason, it was a different. Uh, every, I think it was a lot of transfers coming out. So um, I think it was going to be an opportunity for me to play right away. Um, you know that will really made my decision to to go to Mason. And so was that your actually uh, your first time away from home for an extended period of time? Like, was it the first oh. time? Oh, most definitely, uh, because I've, you know, I've always lived in Texas. Uh, I Before, you know, flying to Mason, I flew probably like twice in my life. So um, I think that was another reason why I kind of, you know, decided to go to Mason, because I kind of wanted to get away from home. I wanted to, you know, travel the world and play, play the game that I love and, just, you know, meet different people from, you know, a different side of, I guess, the state. And if you can't tell by listening already, uh, this early in the podcast, that's going to be a theme here. We're going to ask you about a couple times being away from home and what you wanted to be yeah. now that you're you're globetrotting, so to speak. So I'll turn it over to Tony to ask you about your, your time at Mason specifically before we get into the next step for you. And mm-hmm. you mentioned that you have a lot of playing time off the top, and you did. You played in uh, over 30 games. You had about a dozen starts. Uh, you um, uh, flourished your freshman year, um, had a pretty good time there. Um, playing time fell off a little bit your sophomore year. You decided to transfer. Um, you had some options on the table. Um, talk to us about uh, both your freshman year at Mason, uh, where you're um, learning the game of college basketball and then get into a little bit of your transfer out and the options that you had in the table of where to go from there. Mm-hmm. Well, my first year I came in, I was really excited just because, you know, I was in a different atmosphere, met, you know, different teammates from different parts of the world. Um, so I was really just most excited to just, you know, get out there and just, you know, grind and, and work. And then uh, early on, I kind of, you know, really didn't play. I, I played the first games, but not, you know, the minute that I, thought I could play and it was kind of difficult and then you know being homesick as well you know I, obviously I want to be away from home but you know you still you know miss you know home in general so uh, it was tough at the beginning but then uh, eventually it was some playing time available for me and my first game I had well my first game started and I had 24 points uh, and that was kind of like a confidence booster for me and then the next game followed up with a double-double and that was got me a uh, two-time uh, rookie of the, of the week. 
So that kind of, you know, made me like, okay, I I'm here now. And, you know, that was exciting. And then um, finished out freshman year. I had, a, like I said, I feel I had a great freshman year. And then uh, sophomore year, you know, I had very uh, big expectations to follow my freshman year. And, uh, you know, I started like first three games and, you know, my playing time, you know, really decreased. And uh, that was kind of a hit for me. And, you know, that's what, you know, kind of led me to, you know, make the decision to transfer. And, uh, you know, I took a visit to, to, uh, to Fresno State. Um, I thought I was going to take that offer, but, you know, things didn't work out that way. And I kind of didn't have a lot of offers coming in. I, I was like, you know, kind of getting anxious on, you know, where I was going to play next. And uh, Coach, Coach Ball from University of uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee, he hit me up. And, you know, he was like, we really want you. And uh, I kind of made that leap of faith. It was like, you know, let me just, you know, come here and see what I can do. And, you know, it kind of ended up working out in my favor. So um, that's why I spent, you know, my, my first short year, uh, junior and senior year. And I feel like it, it, it was good for me. And I think my redshirt year really would kind of made me like, okay, I, I, can, I can really, you know, make noise and, and uh, here at Milwaukee. And I think, you know, that's what led me to have success and, you know, be a pro now. Yeah, and you averaged about uh, 12, 13 points a game, about six or seven rebounds a game while you were at Wisconsin-Milwaukee. So you were definitely a factor in uh, their successes there uh, over the course of your time. Yep. At what point at your time um, in Wisconsin-Milwaukee, I assumed you probably hadn't really, like, you probably wanted to, but hadn't really put much serious thought to planning out how you were going to become a pro. Uh, at what point did you start that process while you're at Wisconsin-Milwaukee? Uh, I would really say, like, my last game, my last game in Milwaukee, that's when I kind of was like, all right, let me focus on the next step, because I know it was always, you know, talked about, you know, I had, you know, a couple agents hit me up, but I really was just focused on, you know, just, you know, finishing out my, my senior season as strong as possible, and that was always my focus, you know, what I was, you know, I think that's what, uh, that's something about me, whatever I'm doing, I'm focused on that now, and then I know something, you know, happen in the future for me if I work hard now so I think that's why I, I didn't really focus on I guess being a pro until it came time and as far as you know navigating that process you know you, you talked about it, it was like the last game of your senior season and you had a couple mm -hmm. agents hit you up and everything uh you obviously had a choice so what was that like did you have anybody with any input about selecting an agent what you would want to look for going pro or was that something that you navigated largely on your own oh uh, i actually did it on my own uh you know obviously i i had people you know supporting me like my mother she always you know wanted to figure out what was going on because you know she cares and but i was just like i think this was something that i just needed to you know figure out on my own because I just, I know if I'm going to, you know, progress my career, I need to know what's, what's happening. And I really need to figure out what I needed. And so um, the way I chose my agent was really just who kept in contact with me, made sure, you know, things was right on the table for me. And I think that's, you know, how, why, you know, I made my decision on, you know, who I chose my agent. So once you decided to go with an agent, uh, what was the thought process and the decision process actually of fielding, you know, the different offers and how did they take you through that? 
Uh, like I said, I really went off base of what I needed because there were some that there were some agents that you know wanted me to go here, but I just feel like with the game of basketball, everything is politics. So I just felt um, with the agent I chose, he he's planning out you know what I need to be doing right now as far as how I can progress because obviously I have goals to you know be playing the highest league possible, which is the NBA. But I feel like for me, I think I need to take a different route in order to to get there. So the agent I chose, I feel like he was really like really just on top of things as far as like, you know, getting me overseas and getting me to countries right away. And that's why, you know, I made that decision and that's why I stuck with him this year as well. So um that's how that's that's what made me choose. So you've played in two countries so far and uh, the entire time of your professional career has been during the COVID-19 pandemic, which we've talked yeah. about this. Every guest has had on the show has had their own experience with COVID over the course of the time. Um, most of which had some playing time pre COVID uh, that unfortunately is not the case for you. So right. you start out in Denmark in 2020 and you're, you're yep. basically like, as you're getting into being a professional overseas this pandemic is going through europe there are shutdowns and all that stuff uh walk us through getting your first professional job in the midst of all this and what that was like in your first year being you know under a semblance of lockdown overseas Hmm. yeah it was actually very tough for me because uh coming in i actually had to quarantine for 14 days so i it was already like struggle because I felt like I was in prison because I'm basically locked in my room. I can't really go out. I have to make sure, you know, my teammates weren't there. So uh, that was very difficult. And then coming in, my first practice, I almost died, literally. Like, I was, like, really out of shape. And that's what kind of felt like I was behind, in a sense. And I was trying to play catch-up for, like, the first two weeks. So... Um, that was, you know, COVID was definitely, you know, impacting me and, and my professional career uh, because even when there was a mix of like mid-season, uh, we played a team and then they ended up having like five or six players catch COVID. And so that was another basically shutdown of, of our league. And I had to sit out like another 10 days and uh, it kind of put me, put me back again. And that's why I was just like, a tough situation and uh unfortunately i mean well not unfortunately uh thankfully you know it hasn't happened yet here in Slovakia. so I'm just just hoping you know things you know continue to go well and you know i don't have to quarantine or you know our league won't get shut down so it's really just up in the air at this point despite that you get you did get some playing time you average about 11 uh, points four rebounds per game uh, yep. What did you take from that season on the court uh, that you have now in Slovakia with you? Uh, really, uh, everything's a business. You got to really come in every day uh, expecting, you know, your job's on the line. Because in Denmark, I, I had a great experience. I feel like I had a, a great, like, 11 points, you know, four rebounds. Coming in as a as a rookie, I feel like that's, you know, the decent numbers. But like I said, you really got to stay on your toes with, you know, how you play because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And, you know, that's what kind of ended my, my time in Denmark because uh, it was really unexpected. 
So, you know, coming here in Slovakia, I take that, you know, you got to have a chip on your shoulder every day. You got to work hard. You know, you got to, uh, you know, really not slack off. You know, you might have a couple of good games, but, you know, that doesn't, you know, keep you safe. So that's why I continue to, you know, push every day. And, you know, and that's something I'm really going to take here in Slovakia. So you're in uh, on the team called Hanlova in uh, Slovakia, mm-hmm. correct? And you yep. have been going through your preseason. Uh, so you're yep. in preparations. When do you start to play? Uh, so our first game is October 2nd. Um, but we've had some uh, friendly games. We, we played uh, at home. And then we actually just got back from Czech Republic. We played there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and I had some really good, uh, really good games. So um, first game, I think 24 points. Second game, double-double. 10, 11, then third game at uh, 23. So I had some really good showings, and uh, I'm trying to just take that, you know, with me and, you know, keep my confidence up so uh, I can, you know, perform like that during the season. What's going on, everybody? I'm Aaron Maxey here to remind you to listen to Expat Hoops on your favorite podcasting platform as they're part of the By George Podcasting Network. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to their YouTube page. So don't forget any of their content. Don't miss it. And remember, it's Expat Hoops. You've played in two places where not a lot of our guests have played, both in Denmark and Slovakia. Um, Mm -hmm. In Slovakia in particular, where you are now, what sorts of things off the court that are um, fringe benefits do you get with regards to your contract, if anything, um, I know you have your, your usual standard pay, but do you get like a car? Do you get a room and board, anything like that? Oh, uh, well, basically it's room and board. Uh, I'm in a, actually in a small city, so there's really not much to do, but I think for my case, I think that's really good for me because, you know, it allows me to focus on the on, on goal that I have, you know, basketball wise and uh, other than that, you know, the people are nice here. Um, my teammates are really cool as well. So uh, I just I just got here probably two weeks ago, so I'm still adjusted, you know, to the city. I haven't really been out yet, but, you know, I, I will eventually, you know, try to venture out and, and see things. And uh, then we just actually went to Czech Republic. You know, we toured a little bit. That was really nice. So, um but other than that, it's really just been straight, straight basketball for me at this point. And I think that's going to, you know, be good for me. At this point in time, we talked about COVID a little bit as the overarching theme so far of, you know, you weren't able to walk uh, for your graduation and your, your whole pro career has been the, the quote unquote COVID era. Uh, what are the precautions that have been in place during your time in Denmark versus now in Slovakia? Obviously, there's a little bit of time lapse between the two um, and vaccines have been rolling out. But what have what have sort of been the COVID protocols that you've had to undergo as a professional athlete? Oh, well, you know, we had to obviously get the vaccine. Uh, we had to, um, I actually didn't have to quarantine here because uh, I actually caught COVID right before uh, I was supposed to leave to come here. But then, so I actually had to sit out or I, while I was home, you know, quarantining, you know, trying to get better. And, you know, they took the time to, you know, make sure I got another COVID test before, you know, I flew in and things like that. So those have really been the main precautions. Uh, in Denmark, it was actually 
shocking because when I first got there, a lot of people wasn't wearing masks. And this is when COVID was really like 2020. That was when, you know, COVID was a big outbreak. And like seeing people, you know, who were going into stores, there were no one with masks on. Like me, I had an American teammate with me and we were the only ones, you know, with our masks on. And we were like, are people not know it's a pandemic going on? But I, that's why I was like, I think it was a different world because U.S. That's where you know most of the COVID cases was breaking out. But uh, it wasn't so much in Denmark and here. There's there's some places where there's a mask, but yeah. So the last thing I wanted to know, since you're so early in your career, did you have any career goals going forward that you had in mind? Uh, really, my career goal is just playing the highest level as possible. Um, you know, obviously, you know, goals are great to have, but, you know, that's really just my main focus to continue to progress my game to, you know, play, you know, in the, either in the NBA or the highest level, you know, in the Euro Cups. So that's really my main, main focus. And, uh, also, I guess, uh, you know, those for me too, for me, I think double-doubles uh, for me can help me get there just with, you know, being able to score the ball, but also having a knack, you know, for getting rebounds. So, uh, I think doing those things can you know, help me uh, you know, reach you know, the goals that I have to you know, play in the highest level. That was DeAndre Abram, who played for both GMU and Wisconsin-Milwaukee during his college career. He's in the first few years of his pro career overseas, so be sure to keep an eye on him as a rising star. Don't forget, follow us on all of our platforms if you haven't already, Twitter, Facebook, and IG to keep up with all of our latest, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive clips you won't find anywhere else as well as subscribe to us on the By George Podcasting Network where you're listening to this now for all of our audio content, as well as any A10-related segments you want to listen to. For Andy Hoverman, I'm Tony Budney. Tune in next time on Expat Hoops. Expat Hoops.